now to the news that Ireland's additional European Parliament seat will be allocated to the Midlands North West constituency. The elections take place in June of next year, the same day as the local council elections. Louise, the political parties haven't finalised their list of candidates, but... Let us know how matters currently stand with the seats in the European Parliament for the various parties. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. So these elections took place in May 2019. So obviously a couple of months before the general election. And you can kind of see that reflected in the numbers. So there's at the moment we have 13 in total. That's two Fianna Fáil, five Fine Gael, two Greens, three Independents and only one Sinn Féin. And I think that was kind of something we saw both in the Europe and in the local elections that, you know, it wasn't until the general election that it was actually that Sinn Féin took their swung. So, like you said, an extra seat for an MEP coming in the next local election, or the next European elections, rather, which are June, sometime in June coming. Um, so, kind of a lot of speculation over the last few days about who might be going for it, kind of names putting forward, um, how many candidates will Sinn Féin run, I think, is kind of a big question that's been asked over the last couple of days. It kind of seems likely that they might run two in that constituency now, if I'm right. Um, so, I think there'll be a lot of focus on the European elections because we know there's a general election coming at some stage. We just don't know when it's coming. The Taoiseach of the Thonish keeps saying that local and European elections don't predict the outcome of general elections. But you would imagine at this stage it might give them a pretty good indication of how well Sinn Féin might do in the next general election. They do, and they, they, they do give some indication of where the candidates who might be selected for parties to run in the general election are at in terms of a good showing in the local elections. The, the, the Taoiseach made a breakthrough in the local elections himself back in 2004. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the local election in particular are kind of a way to get candidates ready for a general election if that's what you're looking for. It's a good way, I suppose, to train them in. It's a good way to get people locally to know them, to get them knocking on doors in the constituency. That can not be a bad thing. You know, we don't, like I said, we don't know when the next general election could be. It could be three, four, five months after the local election. So I think there's going to be a big focus. I think probably bigger than we've seen in a very long time on these local and European elections. And I think there's really going to be pressure on for the government parties because they know that Sinn Féin is chomping at the bit behind them. All right. Uh, Darren O'Rourke, the, the local and European elections last year were kind of out of kilter with the subsequent polls and indeed with, with the general election. It, it arguably influenced Sinn Féin's general election s- strategy to to a degree where maybe they, they showed too much caution. Will we see that again in the local and European elections, do you think? Um, well, I, I suppose the, the the nature of elections is they they, they take on a um, a dynamic of, of their own. Uh, I, I think Mary Lou Macdonald and Sinn Féin have been very clear since the last uh, uh, election, general election, that you know we won't be found wanting in terms of running enough candidates. I think Mary Lou Macdonald has said it herself. She, she's heard it many times that uh, we, we didn't run enough uh, candidates the last time. I think. You know, looking at the local and European elections for us, um, you know, you're 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 tracking numbers and you're trying to project where you might be. And obviously, there's a there's a closing date in advance of of uh, elections in terms of nominations. Um, and uh, the election, the general election, r- was really on when when we saw significant uh, uh, move towards Sinn Féin. So I, you know, I would I would uh, defend some some of that and and lament some of it at the, at the same time. I think we're we're very clear uh, going into these local and European elections. I know we're busy in my own constituency and own county and and right. Or, right so do you reckon we'll be seeing a two candidate strategy in the three constituencies? Well, 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 I think for Sinn Féin, the thing I would say without you know in the exact detail and and you know like 
got all the parties, I guess, they'll be doing the number crunching. What Sinn Féin is intent on doing is uh, uh, taking as many votes as possible and taking as many seats as possible. And that, for me, you know, us as individual candidates, whether it be at, you know, uh, Dáil or, or local or um, European level, we're working on the expectation that we need running mates and we need to get them uh, across the line. And, you know, gender and geography and all these are, are, are a factor in all of that. So all that's right. kind of standard standard form. Joe Flaherty there, as a Midlands Fianna Fáil TD, another Midlands Fianna Fáil TD has been mentioned in close connection with a tilt at the uh, at the European elections coming up, Barry Cowan. He hasn't come out and denied it. Well, obviously, I suppose the European elections this time are hugely significant for the Midlands region, particularly uh, Longford, Westmead, Leash, Offaly. If we look at the decision to fast track our decarbonisation, that region has paid a huge price in that we had the closure of the peat fire power stations. We have a lot of challenges there for the farming community and that we have a lot of marginal farms. It's probably the most underrepresented region at, at European level in the country. And could it all be seen decarbonisation? Decolonisation. I'm not. I'm not sure now if that's a, 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 a fair interpretation. But look, I think it's very important that the Midlands region does get representation. Um, would he be a good uh, candidate? Bar- Barry Cowan hasn't stated one way or the other whether he's, whether he's running. I think if he ran, would he be a good candidate? Well, I think he's very passionate about the Midlands region. He's very in touch with the challenges that we face. I certainly think he would be a good candidate, notwithstanding the fact that we also have already two declarations in Lisa Chambers and Neil Blaney. But I think he's uh, Barry Cowan. If he does put us hat and ring would be a good candidate but it shows you know there's a there's a willingness within the party for people to put up their hands and say look we're ready to face the challenge we want to do the right thing want to do the right thing for the region but more importantly want to do the right thing for the country and I think that's the way we'll face into the locals the way we'll face into the European election same as we faced into every election and subsequent government formation we'll always put the country first Okay, uh, Duncan Smith. How many candidates could you see Labour running in, in the various constituencies? Because there One can be each. a toss-up. They're they're huge constituencies, yeah. and sometimes there's a need to run a sweeper candidate in another part of the constituency. Yeah. Although that can split the vote. And be yeah, high I think risk. we'll be looking at a candidate in each of the of the three constituencies, um, and you know we. we like our there was a time. Did you, was, there, was there a time you had a candidate or a, 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 an MEP in in most of the constituencies? Uh, I don't think we had one in the. We did. We had one in the east, and we had one in Dublin South. Yeah. So we, uh, two thousand and nine would have been a good election for us, uh, and we would have had a strong tradition in European elections. Obviously, the last two haven't been kind to us. So we we are looking forward to this election. Uh, we will be running a candidate in each of the three constituencies. You know, we, the last election we've had since the general election in this country was a by-election. We won it and we're, you know, we're, sure. when we're on the campaign footing, mm. we're good. But can we just, uh, an awful lot of, when we talk about uh, European elections, we talk about in the context of the domestic elections about, you know, if someone's going to run for the dollar, if they're leaving the dollar or whatever. But we need to talk about what type of MEPs we want to send. I mean, if, it's very important that we are positioned well in Europe. If you look at what's happened in Israel and, uh, and Gaza, uh, Ireland's voice in that debate in Europe has been quite on the margins of actual, of actual what the European uh, view has been, the mainstream central European view has been. Um, uh, Ireland has been... Kind well, of it's pretty divided for, for, even within the group. So Olaf Scholz is, for, if, yeah, you're to look like, at it, in, if you're to look at it in terms of, 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 the, of the various groupings. Yeah. So Olaf Scholz is, you know, the German Chancellor, but his party in the European Parliament would be split on on very domestic lines on this. Germany has a near Israel right or wrong attitude. Spain 
another big player in the same group yeah. would have a, a, a position that is very close to Ireland's. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's like we had the recent uh, conference in Seville for PES for the Party of European Socialists and there's splits along those lines as well. So uh, Ireland, I think our position generally, and we may uh, argue over the degrees of our position on it, I think we have been uh, very solidly pro-Palestine, the peoples of Gaza uh, uh, and the people, you know, the innocents being killed and maimed and starved. Um, but that's, and uh, uh, for us, that is a perfectly understandable, instinctive position for us to have. But that's not the position that many have in Europe. Uh, so, like, it, it, it's, it's complicated. It requires a complicated political debate. It requires a good level of MEP to do that and we need to be valuing our MEPs and our level of MEPs a lot higher. So Darren O'Rourke, in in order to maximise Sinn Féin's clout in Europe, the group that Sinn Féin are a member of at the moment, the Nordic Green Left group, is is a pretty small group in the European Parliament. There are uh, actually a a wide variety even on an Irish level of Claire Claire Daly, Mick Wallace, Luke Ming Flanagan uh, and and, and your own MEP um, Christmas Christmas Manison there. In order to maximise its position on the European stage, if, if you were to be in government, say, for example, if the ambition is to be in government and to maximise influence both in the European Council and in the European Parliament, might it be worth considering shifting groups? Well, I, I don't know that that, that is uh, up for consideration. I'm not aware of any conversation within the party in, in, in that regard. Um, Could you see the logic of it? No, well, well, well I think in... In you know, in, in in all circumstances, you're constantly reviewing your alliances and who you're working with. And I think, in, in fairness to Sinn Féin, um, and I, I think Brexit was a good example of it. The the level of engagement we had, you know, a, across the political spectrum at a European level, um, so we have shown a, a significant ability to do that. I think, like you know, if you go through all of the the individual groupings. Um, there, you know, many of them are, are, are quite broad churches. Uh, we've found a home and a, a comfortable home in GUI NGL for for a long number of decades now. I, I'm not aware that it's right. that it's up for review, and, and we don't know where. Although your party you know, leader hasn't ruled it out. No, and 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 we don't know what the size or or, or hue of of GUI NGL will be in the in the next uh, European Parliament as well. So I think That'll like everything, you, like sure. everything, you, you, you keep it on the review. Uh, Joe Flaherty, you change groups yourselves, shedding Brian Crowley, your uh, former MEP, in the. In in the process, uh, that was a decision that that was made in order to, I suppose, join a more influential group uh, from where the party was. Would you say Fianna Fáil is is happy with uh, where that group has stood on the Israel Palestine issue, for example, or anything else? I think we're uh, comfortable with our position on the Palestinian situation. We've been very forthright from from the get go on this, and I think uh, if you think back, it was a, a Fianna Fáil led government in 1980 that uh, led the government as the first EU member to state very clearly a position on the Palestinian Middle East situation, and that ultimately paved the way for what we now know as the proposed two state solution. So we, we've been very clear on this from from the get go where we want to get to. We've been resolute in that we need an immediate ceasefire, we need immediate uh, humanitarian aid and humanitarian access and we need the release of all hostages and we've been clear uh, from the get-go on this. All right. And would would Fianna Fáil's decision, do you think, be influenced by how that group fares in the next European elections for where it would remain or not remain? Uh, a Fianna Fáil led by Michal Martin would never make a, a decision on something as significant as a humanitarian crisis on the basis of how group think, group political Oh no, no, I mean, would, I mean would, the, would the fortunes of the, of the reform ALDE group in the European Parliament, would you see it's whether 
uh, if it re- retains its current size, would that would that have any influence on whether or not you stuck well, with them or not? Well, my position on all elections, you can't make a decision like that till the votes are cast and you see the formation of it. So um, my crystal ball doesn't extend that far. But I'd always say in terms of anything to do with any government formation or parliament assembly, just wait till the votes are cast and then we'll review it then because uh, it, it all depends how you fare out in that election. Right, it, it might be a high class problem to be discussing it then. Uh, Louise Byrne, what about the prospect of by-elections if Barry Cowan uh, goes goes and, and is successful or indeed any TD, it triggers by-elections, but that's arguably more problematic from the government benches, is it? It is because, I mean, the government is already on a razor-thin majority. There's very few votes in it that they can't really afford to lose anyone else. And you would imagine that may perhaps sway the government leaders and who they decide to allow to run. You know, if there's by-elections and Labour won the last one in Dublin Bay South, what's to stop Sinn Féin coming in places, you know, in Leash Offaly? They already have a TD, so could he bring in a running mate? And it's all these kind of things that will have to play into the things into the thinking when it comes down to the European elections. And I think, you know, the government are already after as soon as the European election count is over, they will be thinking about the next general election. And the last thing they are going to want to have to even think about is a by-election. So it will have to come into the thinking. I think the government are going to have to be wise about who they choose to send. I think Fine Gael in particular might have to give it a little bit more consideration. We already know the two of their MEPs, Francis Fitzgerald and Deirdre Clune, have said they're not running again. So who they're going to get to replace them, I think it's going to be a big question because, the, well, do we know if any of their TDs want to run? Everyone in the Shannon seems to be determined that they want a dual seat. So you can't perhaps see many people putting their hands up from there. So all these considerations are going to have to be made. But I think the government will loathe to have by-elections. Duncan Smith, I mean, Labour has more experienced ex-TDs than it does have current TDs. So in a way, I'm, you would view it presumably unfortunately from the from the point of view of the result of the last general election. But there's an embarrassment of riches of candidates there if you didn't want to trigger a general election, um, by, by well, election. Uh, we'd have no trouble with a by-election. I mean, if, if, if we've elected an MEP, um, uh, I, I think that we'd be, in a, we'd be in a good space, an MEP or two. But do you think it's uh, the best decision to, to take a TD out of the current Dáil team when it co- and, and run the risk of a by-election but I, when you have other options? I, I don't think you... Well, again, we haven't opened our selection conventions uh, and or, or anything like that, so we're not, you know, talking about candidates one way or the other in at, at the moment. I know, but you were director I, of elections at the last by-election, so you have yeah. some insight into election strategy. What what, yeah. what would you favour yourself? What would I favour? I'd, I'd favour us uh, finding candidates that are going to want to run in Europe, that are going to want to be MEPs and that will be successful in doing so. If that comes from... from uh, the, the body of TDs that we have uh, and if we feel that's the right thing for the party then I don't think a subsequent by-election should be the fear to stop that from happening. I think also like this this election is going to happen in June. What is it? Six months of by-election has to happen within six mm-hmm. months. It'd be my view that if there are a couple of vacancies that we most likely those by-elections would actually trigger a general election this side of December 2024 uh, rather than uh, a couple of by-elections because we did. I ran in a by-election myself a day of four by-elections in November 2019, which was less than three months before the subsequent general election. There wasn't great energy. It wasn't great turnouts. They, I don't think I, I don't think anyone would want to go through that level of energy again for a couple of by-elections when they would 
rather for the sake of right. avoiding a further February election. Brendan Howland said he wouldn't run in the next general election, but does that mean he wouldn't run in a European election? I haven't spoken to Brendan about uh, running in the next European You're election. You're not going to rule it out on his behalf. <laughs> yeah, not ruling anyone out, in or out. All right. Um, what about the local elections, Louise? To, to what degree? I mean, there was, given what happened afterwards, a sort of an anomalous result in terms of how, where the polling has been over the last few years in, in the local elections. To what degree is it a building block for all parties to whether they're in a, a, a downswing to begin the recovery or if they're in an upswing to start finding running mates? Yeah, and I mean, I think there's actually one thing that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks is there's going to be a lot of Ardeshna in April and May, which is the lead up to the local election. So I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis and I think that is in the back of every political party's head. I think what is also going to be particularly on the government's mind and perhaps on the opposition minds, parties like Labour and parties like the Social Democrats who do face being beaten out for seats by Sinn Féin if Sinn Féin is successful at the polls are predicting. And I think the government are going to be very conscious of the fact that last time Sinn Féin didn't do as well in the local elections as they did in the general elections and to be perfectly honest, and Mary Lee MacDonald has said it herself, they didn't even foresee how well they were doing the general election. They didn't run enough candidates. So I think they know and the government knows that Sinn Féin are going to come out full swing candidates in most constituencies, probably numerous constituencies. And I think it is going to be on the government's mind. I think they know that this really is the test for the general election. And right. I think the fact that there's so many Ardeshna in the lead up to the local elections says an awful lot. OK, so a hard fought local election. 